0: Welcome back to another Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast, brought to you by our title sponsor, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. Whether it's tractors, mowers, utility vehicles, construction, or farm equipment, Kubota's got you covered. Now with nine locations across the state of South Dakota, there's always a dealer nearby. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Jackrabbit podcasts are also sponsored by Culvers of Brookings in Watertown, the home of the Butterburger. Jackrabbit Central, the best place to get your Jacks gear. And- And the best sports bar in South Dakota, Cubby Sports Bar and Grill. Without further ado, here is the A-Team. Ladies and gentlemen, well,
1: not exactly the A-Team. We're sort of the A-Team. We got Chad because he's on everything. But special edition pod here tonight. Really excited. I called this penance because I missed the last couple. And, man, I just felt like we had stuff to talk about. And I felt bad. So we're on tonight with a couple special guests. I got Chad here. Uh, This is podcast like all of them brought to you by Kubota dealers of south dakota tell you what man they've been so good to us sponsor all of our stuff uh please take care of them even though it's stupid warm out and i wish it was snowing someone will probably kick my butt for that but uh you know the Snow equipment, anything, anything you might need to help move some dirt, do some digging in the spring, anything like that. Kubota will take care of you. There's some deals going on right now. You can go to Kubota.usa.com, uh check out some of the things they got going on, some different deals. But Kubota innovates. Check them out. So Chad, that said, uh, thank you for joining last minute today. And anybody else that could? What's uh have I missed anything? How you doing?
0: I'm doing all right, you know. Uh just had another just had another one of those days at work. It was just you didn't do what you thought. It was a Monday on a Wednesday. So that's oh, kind of strange.
1: I did nothing today and I'm just fine with that.
0: <laughs> I, I basically only accomplished driving to Mitchell, setting up a computer for a new person and, and coming home and messing with <laughs> the computer for a different new person in the office, which none of these things are actually my job.
1: well you know what at least you're here and i very much appreciate that so uh we got a couple of special guests on today first one mr alex parker media personality extraordinaire what's up alex
2: how are we doing today
1: you know good i just yeah i've been looking forward i'm glad you and i tried to connect last week to get on and i just wanted to I don't know. Chat football a little bit. Can can you? Uh, we were talking before the pod that there's a lot of people that kind of jump on, um, you know, with with the the natty coming up, and we get a few more listeners and whatnot. Um, you want to just kind of talk your your year with everybody and what you've been up to?
2: Yeah, for sure. So uh, help with the radio side of things, also with Midco this year. But uh, I guess I'm a financial advisor by trade or by day. Um, down here in Sioux Falls, but over the past five years i have helped Tyler Merriam and the the crew uh, with the color analyst side of things. And this year, um, kind of taking a step away from that and then actually took a couple games from the Western Oregon and the Northern Iowa game and jumped on Midco Sports with the team. So uh, it's been fun. It's different. It's kind of fun to kind of expand what you actually do on a normal week-to-week basis. So it's been a, a treat to work with Tyler and just to see his back, you know, the background and work that he has to do. And I uh, get to talk a little football on Saturdays
1: so I actually I'm curious is TV or radio is one harder than the other or is there a big difference
2: big difference I think and Tyler has always said it. you know he is trying to be kind of the orchestrator to it all and kind of starts you know talking about the play right twins left twins right kind of explaining out what it is and the color guy comes in and fills it in right so just trying to explain what exactly was going on you can get more in depth and detail etc On the TV side, though, they can see it all. So really, it's just trying to rehash and kind of talk about it. So it's different. um, And certainly working with Tyler over the past five years has been um, easier to kind of get the feel and the read of when he's going to stop talking, when I'm going to start and vice versa. Um, With Tom Neiman, again, he's been around for 20 years of doing sports. And so it's been fun, Um, but certainly a learning curve with trying to, you know, do it as folks are looking at it and watching the play as you're talking about it.
1: Nice. Well, very happy to have you on. You're welcome. Absolutely. Anytime. Appreciate so, it. Yeah. All right. So I said two special guests, the other one. So we were going to have Ryan McKnight. He's got stuff going on. And actually, I got my first choice here anyway. So yeah. <laughs> we are Mr. Adam Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> J- <laughs>
3: Otherwise, Yeah.
1: Yep. JFPA, Jackrabbit, former player association. Adam, what's going on? Thanks for being here.
3: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: cool so i think right away uh, unless anybody's got anything else uh, one of the things we wanted to jump into right away was talk jfpa a little bit and uh you guys have both adam's currently involved i mean i'm involved too as as a member but uh, i believe alex was up until last year adam does a ton of stuff behind the scenes now i guess uh alex do you want to maybe explain to folks that don't know what jfpa is quick what that is
2: yeah for sure so jackrabbit former players association About 2017, 2018, Ryan McKnight, the fearless leader, uh, called me, right? So he's a lawyer by trade and I was in banking at the time and he had said, you know, I see these other programs that are running these former player associations. It's the idea of, his number one, connecting former players back together and two, trying to kind of come together in a common cause, so to speak, and be able to fundraise and just, you know, get some dollars that can go back to the program directly to the program to help with those miscellaneous needs that need to be done, right? Whether that's new video cameras, that's kind of where we started back in uh, 2018, I think is when that was, but it was, hey, cameras, right? Okay, well, let's go and figure out a way to get a membership group going. Year one, I think we probably had about 50 people involved in that. And then since then, it has taken off like a rocket. And I think Adam can probably speak probably more highly to the numbers that are coming in this year. But overall, it's been the idea of just trying to build a rapport with players that maybe have left. You know, we've, you see the recruiting landscape of everything going from East Coast to West Coast, and just trying to reconnect the brotherhood that was once there. Um, and certainly the current team and the 2021 team in the spring season certainly helped take that off, um, getting people down to Frisco, being able to kind of join things together. But we could really see. Um, so my tenure would have been treasurer, kind of helping tonight, set it up from the banking side. but. Um, I would say that first championship run is where we did this championship drive, and I'll let Fritzy kind of talk more on that. But ultimately, the idea behind the JFPA—it's a membership for the former players, um, just trying to reconnect, bring people back, donate to the same cause as DSU football. Um, some of the pieces that we've been able to do—you know, as simple as some cameras re-outfitting the Dyke House Center with, you know, kind of the new makeup. makeup, Yeah, that carpets with paint. and
3: couches carpets. and paint and anything and um,
2: everything, yeah. The white helmets were a big need that the coaches needed and wanted mm-hmm. two years ago, and so we've seen that kind of take off. Uh, but really it's those miscellaneous pieces that Coach Stig or Coach Rogers comes to us and says, we need this. Um, but really where we've seen a lot of, I guess, traction has been at these championship games where we've mm-hmm. inputted this championship drive and all kind of like, uh fritzy take over from there
3: yeah so like the first year that we went down to texas was kind of the first year that i kind of got like more involved than just kind of regular member i i've been a jackrabbit dude i guess i'd say um ever since i was little and so jackrabbit meant a lot to me so when we the jfpa came out i mean i knew that was something that i wanted to be part of and so um i told mcknight Whatever, whatever you need. Right. I, I live close enough to town. I go to all the games. I go to tailgate. Like I do all this stuff. I said, whatever you need, let me help you do whatever you want. And so um, with um, Alex being the treasurer at the time, cause he worked at the bank and then him deciding um, he'd want to take a leave. And they said, Fritz, you want to be a part of it? I said, yeah, man, absolutely. What I got to do? And so um, jumped in, became a part of it and just kind of ran with the group. But yeah, no, it's awesome. Like I said, it means a lot to me to be a former player and being able to be uh, a help for whatever the you know Jimmy and the boys need. Right, whatever they need, we, I can help try to do that. And even if it's some Excel wizardry behind the uh, behind the scenes, keeping track of uh, information. Right, that's that's what it takes. That's what I'll do. But yeah, so the first first year we started. We, yep, so the first year we started. uh, Championship drive was that first year we made it down to Texas in the spring. Um, we kind of came up with a thing. It's like, hey, we're going down there. This is an opportunity. Everybody's excited. We you know, we, we heard Alabama, right? Now the first time we heard Alabama at home. right? So that was awesome. And everybody's excited. Um, all the former players are all excited. Like, what can we do to try to get um, the excitement, you know, kind of um, capitalize maybe a little bit, if you want to use that word, on the excitement? And they said, let's try to raise some money up for – you know, two weeks or three weeks, wherever it was between the semifinal game and the, the finals and um, said, Hey, we're opening it up, send us a check, send us a Venmo, send us a whatever and raise some money. I don't know the numbers to be honest with you, um, but we thought we had a great year and said, Oh yeah, this is great. This is awesome. And so then we, that was when we were able to go buy some of the things that Stig needed, wanted for cameras or blocking dummies or paint or carpet or couches or footballs or, helmets or whatever whatever the things were that was the first you know big check that we were able to give so that was pretty awesome and then um the next year I was didn't have a championship drive right didn't have the opportunity for whatever reason and then um uh last year did it again right and so set the goal of what we had again I, I wish I knew the numbers like I said good night knows him and canoesum knows him better than what I do but um had the had the goal, exceeded it again because there's even more excitement, right? Because we knew that we were playing well. Not that we were surprising that first year. I mean, we were the one seed in the spring, but like we'd never done it before. You know, that, that, was, a, that was a brand new thing. There were so many other things trying to figure out. And then the next time we went last year, obviously it was even that much more excitement. Well, then like going from last year and having all the guys come back again this year and have the excitement that we have had following through last year, continue on and rolling into this year um having that excitement just continuing rolling and snowballing into having uh the championship drive this year we started a little bit earlier um we started uh, kind of when the playoffs started through the month of december so we have a little bit more time to raise a little bit more money and um i think uh the 300 plus uh individual donors that we've had we've had some matching gifts that have been awesome um challenging some classes to raise some money and guys will match it if they get so many in their class to join or how much money they get to raise so that's awesome um, this year will definitely be the, uh, the most that we've raised in the three years that we've done it. And like I said, that's awesome to be able to uh, raise some money for the football team. And I you know Jackrabbit football players, well, I mean, they go back to forever and I mean, everybody's got uh, a love for the Jacks. And this is a way to, as a you know, an old guy at this point, right? This an old guy to be able to help. This is one way that we can go and do it. Right. I can't run down, can't run down and kick anymore. I uh, can't block a jam around power turn anymore. I can't cover a post <laughs> like I used to be able to, but I can get some money if I, can. <laughs> I can't do that.
2: Well, and to put a cap on that, though, Fritzy was is I think you know, 2021 was close to, and this is all organic, right? The, for the championship yeah. drive, anybody and anyone can donate to it, right? So yeah. whether you are a former player or you are anybody else that's just a Jack yeah. fan that wants to support, anybody can donate to the championship drive, and it's as simple as yeah. going to the JFPA Twitter page, hit the link mm-hmm. and you can send a, I guess, a donation that way. You can also hit the yeah. Venmo up. Fritz, you'll have that one for you. Yep. Um, yep. But then in 2020, last, last year, you know, we went over $75,000 in just organic fundraising of just bringing dollars into the program. So again, I, you know, I think it's making a difference as Coach Dig would always say, but ultimately just to get this to the listeners is the championship drives for anybody and everybody, and it's going mm-hmm. directly to the program to just help the yep. cause.
3: Yep, so like Venmos at JFPA SDSU. And so there's a the white helmet that says Jet National Player or Jack Player Associate right on it. So you can see the logo right there. It's similar to that. And like I said, that's something that anybody and everybody, if you if you feel like you want to um be a football guy, I had a tweet a little bit before. It's like uh, when we started the championship drive and I said like are you a Jackrabbit person? Are you a Jackrabbit, you know, that's yeah. what you want to do, you want to help the team, you want to be jackrabbit guy all the way. Like, this is the way you can help Jackrabbit directly, right? Going through the foundation or giving for season tickets and stuff, like, that's all well and good, but that gets kind of dispersed in a different way, perhaps. But, like, JFPA's money is dollar for dollar. Whatever you give is going to go right to the football team.
1: Yep, that's important. It gets
3: no cuts, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yep.
1: And that's a good segue to start talking tailgating a little bit here, I think. So, uh, real quick, next sponsor I want to talk about here is Culver's of Brookings and Watertown. Uh, Again, great sponsors of ours. They've backed us for quite a few years. Uh, One of our favorite things, I don't think I've asked either one of you guys. uh, Fritz, do you have a go-to Culver's meal?
3: I'm pretty boring. I don't like a lot of condiments or anything, so I just go straight into Chicken Strip Basket. Chicken Strip Basket or a uh, um, double bacon cheeseburger with fries and a Cherry Pepsi.
1: So a Cherry Pepsi, okay. Cherry Pepsi,
3: that's That's what I go with.
1: Love it, all right. Parker, what you got?
2: Man, I go with the chicken chicken uh, strips. I also have to typically get a double butter burger. <laughs> I typically then also <laughs> switch out for the burger. I, I don't do the pop, and I go for those concrete mixers. So I kind of go for it all.
3: Yeah, enough. fries, rings, or Never leaves. It never leaves. <laughs> all of
2: the above, Chad. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i love I it Not my figure honestly
1: <laughs> <Mug no
3: Lyman>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right uh... cool so
1: <laughs> culvers make sure any next time you're in brookings uh heading through watertown one of the two please stop and check them out uh you know get yourself some custard butter burger whatever it is uh my personal favorite i go with double butter burger with cheese pickles ketchup skip the fries and then I usually get a chicken sandwich too so i am uh same thing you skip the soda get the custard I may skip the fries and just get another burger sandwich <laughs> I'd rather I don't you know
2: I'm soon too
1: dude I'm keto right now I gotta I gotta burn some burn a few pounds
0: Jesus keto. Right. just take the breading off the outside
1: oh exactly dude I actually I I had a burger I had a burger with no bun for dinner. Nice. All right. So let's, uh, so everybody, thank you for talking JFPA there, by the way. So, you know, Again anybody can donate goes straight to the football team. It's we can see I mean you look at the white helmets You can see the things that the jfpa has provided to the program So please give you know where the money's going All right So from there I want to move on and talk tailgating a little bit Chad not to throw you on the spot But I'm gonna throw you on the spot. Do you want okay. to do you want to talk tailgate a little bit? Just because I assume that you guys have covered in the last couple pods you were on
0: sure uh... Well, you know, we we had that tailgate last year. We had about 4,000 people, and we tailgated next to our friends, the Jackrabbit Former Players Association. Probably have a similar deal again this year. We're going to be on the east side. That's the home side for us, or at least the side we chose being the one seed that makes it the home side, Uh, in that grassy area on the south side of the parking lot. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to try and get some more porta-potties lined up with with the folks there at at uh, Toyota Stadium and uh you know we've got just a plethora of sponsors um we, we've raised close to the same amount as we did last year and we've had some additional uh donations of a couple hundred uh pounds of pulled pork uh from a di- couple different uh meat vendors here in the state creekside meats and dakota butcher and so uh we're going to have more food and more beer than we had last year so uh, get there. Uh, we're taking we're taking donations also on our Venmo, the Jackrabbit Illustrated Venmo from individuals. Uh, we, we always caution people just because you donate doesn't mean you're going to get food. You know, show up and get in line and you, you probably get something. But, uh, you know, if you twiddle your thumbs and wait till the end of the day, you might not. So uh, we'll have plenty there. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Uh, we had a, a great great time last year and this year what's even cooler and it's a new addition is we're going to have a like a Dactronics uh, mobile big screen and so even if you can't get into the game like show up just Frisco's a party we're going to party at the local you guys know what I'm talking about we're going to do a pod live there too uh, we're going to party at the local we're going to party at the star. We're going to party after we win the national championship. We're going to have a giant video board that's going to broadcast the game during the game. So if you can't get in, come watch the game. I mean, it will be a blast. Um, I don't know. Anything else you think I need to cover on that?
1: No, I think that covers it pretty well. We were uh, chatting before, and we're not exactly sure where JFPA is planning to set up, but it'll be close uh, nearby. Just look for the group of people that's about four and a half inches taller than everybody else. (laughs) And that's generally how you do my uh, at the um, at the last game, uh, my daughter came with with a couple of friends, which is awesome. And I was at the JFPA tailgate when she walked up. And the first thing that she said is like, I'm used to this guy. Like she came with one of her guy friends. She's like, I'm used to him being tall and he's really short now. And I'm like, yeah, it's you just kind of walked into the whole group. So
0: uh jim jim pop makes a good point all the extra money that we raise uh towards our tailgate we end up giving to the jfpa so they can use it to give again to the to the team to use for whatever their needs or their immediate needs they choose that they need to use that money for and last year i think y'all had what you donated something like seventy five thousand dollar check to the program or was that the? Yeah, it, was fairly,
3: it was fairly significant. I think that that might, that might actually been the first year. I think last may might have been oh, okay. more than that. And again, sorry. Again, Thank I'm not the guy. guy. I'm not trying to short. Short nope, you? Nope, no, 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 absolutely not. No, I just uh, McKnight would know for sure. Canus uh, would know for sure. They keep more track of that. And like I said, I'm a more of a background guy.
1: Well, we said it on I a podcast, that, so it has to be true now.
3: Yeah, <laughs> perfect.
0: I do know that chugging a beer with that fritz dude wearing his awesome sweater is one of the right. highlights of, of of the national championship for me last year so that was yeah that was pretty rad uh and uh yeah. maybe we can do that again
3: good of course he doesn't, it, right?
0: he doesn't fit the height he doesn't fit the i stand
3: uh, on a pickup I stand <laughs> like a, or a <laughs> spool or whatever's there. I stand out of all on of us. Of I, I think he's the over.
0: shortest. And I'm not <laughs> at <all> compared <laughs> to these
1: <laughs> things.
3: That ain't saying a whole lot. The,
1: the <laughs> shotgun thing is a good point. I actually, next time you come on, Fritz, we need to start yeah. the show shotgunning a beer.
3: Well, I'm for it. Is that See, you, you game? I, sure. All yeah, right, dude, whatever. You'll do it for wins, but I can do it for, uh, for a podcast too. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: well, that's that was, basically the, a win.
3: Shotgunning thing, yeah. That shotgunning thing is so dumb. We literally, it was uh, last year after the NDSU game. um, I was 23, 21 or something is what it ended up being. And I'm watching it in my garage and like the game is tight. The game is tight. You know, you're kind of, you're tailgating right in the garage. And then uh, the game's going, the game's going, it comes to the end. And I was feeling pretty good about life. And I don't even know, like, it wasn't like it was pre-planned or nothing. I literally just grabbed a bushlight, apple actually, which is what I happened to have, gave my Wow. Uh, Phone to my wife and I was like, here, video this. And I freaking just like, hey, JFPA, <laughs> fuck the bison or whatever. I said, I don't even know. I, <laughs> I just I just said it. And then I put it on the, the JFPA page and everybody went crazy. And I put it on the uh, Fan Nation page um, because and I thought it was a good thing to do at the time. Obviously, the NDSU folks did not appreciate it. SDSU fans thought that they liked it. Um, <laughs> whatever. I put it again on this year after the NDSU game um people liked it people didn't like it i don't know um, oh,
1: everybody likes it and it is fully encouraged
3: <laughs> good so, good. And now you got
0: to do it all the time that's just
3: a that's I, so i've done it every after every game i've done uh i've done a shotgun every win so i mean ever since then right we haven't knocked on wood right we haven't lost yet so after every one i've done it
1: all right so let's i'm curious though we were talking about last year a little bit do you have like a standout favorite part other than you can't say winning stand out like favorite memory from the natty last year
3: me yeah um what what i thought the coolest part was was at the end um with all the former players i'm gonna get emotional sorry um we're all on the field and the uh, confetti's coming down we're all there yeah that's pretty exciting for me yeah i was just to see all the guys around that i played with and you know you haven't seen them forever, right? That, that I live close, so I go to all the games. They don't live as close. They came down to Texas because everybody was there. And like I said, to be with, you know, Jason Obling and Eric Shorter and some of these other guys that you don't see all the time, like just having me around and take a picture and watch the confetti fall, like that was pretty awesome for me.
1: How about you, Alex?
2: I think an interesting one of the obviously winning it all, but I think prior to the game was I was up in the radio booth and. NDSU fans were filling in pretty quickly. So you saw a lot of yellow coming in on that, I'd call it the west side then. Um, But you could just see the sea of blue across the way on that green space that we were just talking about. And, you know, you're getting to 45 minutes out. Not many of the blue people have moved. And then all of a sudden, 15 minutes before the game, you literally see it looked like a river of blue coming in that that (laughs) east side over there. And then you blinked and it was just blue. And I guess from that perch or that that level of just looking down and and just – being amazed at how many folks came from up north down there to support the team and mm-hmm. the the crowd, just the crowd in general, the chills you got from just sitting maybe high above, not necessarily in the game, but just being able to view it from above. I think that was that was a, a moment I'll never forget.
3: Right. Cause you're on that west side in the top, right, Alex.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I thought. So you, you get on that one. So quite the perspective. And also there. and also seeing towards that third, fourth quarter when NDSU was starting to leave I always you know there's two two moments mm. in the game that I really love to see and that's one uh <laughs> when you start to see the opposing team fans leave because they know it's over with and then secondly the victory taking me when you're within inside the 20 yard line of the opponent's end zone so yeah you got to see that you know so it was fun to see that
1: so what? anything you're looking forward to this year as a civilian or
2: Getting, yeah, Alex, down, what is it? Getting, getting down <laughs> into the mass of people so I am not doing the championship game this year uh Tyler and I talked and I'm going to enjoy it as a fan um and take it all in again I, I let's just say when I went up there for pregame on that set that before the game my voice was a little hoarse from the two days prior so again we're just going to carry that all the way through the Sunday <laughs> championship. This time. yeah
0: So so a goal is not to have a voice by the end of the game, right?
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
3: Love it. Jim knows Jim Poppin, who is on there Section 106. They know with uh, I act like an idiot all the way through every home game. So you can about imagine how stupid I act during a championship game. So (laughs) that's another Mm -hmm. jackrabbit. First down.
0: Yeah, you've seen me at tailgates. You know where I Woo! sit. I'm pretty sure everybody knows I'm an idiot during the game. <laughs> so we'd have fun together. I feel absolutely. You're,
1: Chad, you're a celebrity at this point. I mean, you're cowboy hat guy. You know, small children know who you are. You get sought out for pictures.
0: That is true at tailgating, and at the national championship, I am going to mix my two hats. So what? Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna have a mix.
3: Don't mess with, hey, don't mess with the good thing, now.
0: No, no. <laughs> for the game, and, and for wearing around not at tailgate, I've got a blue cowboy hard
2: hat. Mm, nice. Oh, yeah.
1: okay. Yeah. What about you
2: two? Okay. You, give us your quick little, you, what was your one yeah. moment that you felt at the championship game?
1: Okay, so I can go first here. I I, I think Fritz kind of took mine. So I didn't, I my emotion happened before that. Um, I don't remember exactly when, but I, I lost my shit in the stands. Like, I was full-on just sobbing for a couple of minutes oh, yeah. there. Um, by the time we got to go down, I was just running airplane circles as a 42-year-old grown man <laughs> on the grass. Yep, 100%. Just arms out, just running. I got a wind. Oh, yeah. It was—God, it felt good. Oh, yeah. Just complete oh, yeah. little kid mode. Um, so that was Awesome. I, you know, I did enjoy uh, as Ji being a part of the uh, FCS Fans Nation group, getting to see all the, the the Fans Nations guys from from all over the country and Rainbow Rainbow Row and and um, you know a couple of guys I hadn't met yet, so that was cool. Uh, and getting to see just the 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 support right of just FCS football. And and just people that take it seriously and respect it and and give it the the credit that it deserves. So that that was cool to see that. But God, just beating the bison. And I know I told you guys you couldn't say that, but God, that felt good, right? That was just. I mean, having beaten what did we beat him four times prior to that or whatever. Anyway, but just exercising the demons of just putting that to rest. Uh, yeah. Yep, that. <laughs> How, about you, yeah. Chad? how many years did
3: we have the second oh. you know, second best team in the nation and lose to NDSU? You yeah,
1: ex- exactly. They're,
3: they're they're by far, you know, at that point in time, they're by far the first best team. We very well could have been the second best team, but ended up the four or whatever, you know what I mean, and end up having to play them to try to get into the championship. That's just tough.
1: Nope, 100%. How, how about you, Chad?
0: You know, I'm going to kind of piggyback off Fritz's uh, I actually did not sit in my seat the whole time. I ended up sitting with the Rainbow Row guys, and uh, you all will remember Dustin, the Rev Helton, who's on here, wearing his bunny suit, right, and, and and running across the field. And I, you know, I did that too, and I wasn't the first guy down, but I'm pretty sure I ran a four At least <laughs> it felt like it. right? Can't I prove he didn't. Can't prove I didn't. Exactly. I, I was moving for a big guy and I trucked some poor, poor gal that was in an NDSU shirt. I, I, was to I was trying to miss her and she got it. And I said, sorry, I, I wasn't stopping. There was no, there was no choice. This train gets moving. Um, anyway, but more than that was, was the emotions that I saw. I was down by, I was down up front by all the players and seeing, seeing some of the former players I knew and just seeing all that emotion from all that hard work and effort and being so close and feeling like it's never going to happen in, in a way. Right. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was almost too surreal. Like, did this really have it? Somebody pinched me. Um, for me, I, you, you can ask any of you guys that sat with me until the fourth quarter I was, no, 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 the horseshoe up, the ass of the bison, somehow they're going <laughs> to come back. It's, it's uh, you know, 09, you know, all these things coming, coming back. It was yeah. just, uh, you know, we get, we get a little bit of PTSD uh, from, from having those things, but to see. see also, hey, band, thou shalt band.
3: not speak of 2009.
0: Hey, not this No, <laughs> <next week. laughs> Hey, no, it's a narrative now. It's a narrative we need to destroy. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. can this oh, team oh, do oh, it oh, all time? Can we do, oh, it? Oh, can oh, we do oh, it all time versus Montana? I think <laughs> the, other, the other very cool thing, last thing, is I got to be with right. the Granowskis, and you, you guys know um, we're friendly. Uh, they've been awesome people to deal with. They and are the best course, people of course Ryan's moment on TV I am never gonna forget that that was the absolute best thing ever just pure so, joy
1: I love that too joy, right it was God ah okay well I think that's probably a good segue to start talking teddy bears here a little bit should we talk to Grizz it's been a bit uh I tell you before we do that Chad who do we gotta hit next for our terrific sponsors here
0: well we have Cubbies of Brookings you know, right now we're still doing the Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. We're raising money uh, to help kids with cancer. So unless you like kids with cancer, you need to go donate. Alex'sLemonadeStand.org. We have Mark Gronowski, Quentin Hicks, and Brian uh, in the lead, actually. Brian Williams is, is in the lead still. I'm hearing some things that there's maybe some some things, some donations going for some of the other guys that aren't the three I just mentioned. That are happening in the background, so we need to push our guys up. We're going to be working with the Alex's Lemon and Stand Foundation a little bit at the uh, at the local. Uh, anyway, Cubbies is the place to go. We we got them to bring back the Italian nachos. Have Have you guys had those at all?
3: How much is the guys you're
0: guy. Oh, that's fair. I I'm mean, sorry. That's
3: No, no, I, no, that's fair. It's just, it's just a good but time.
0: anyway, $2 from all all the sales yeah. of the Italian nachos is going towards the Alex's lemonade stand. Um, I think Gus is going to have a, a decent-sized donation at the end uh, from Cubbies. They've been a great partner and a great sponsor. And we all know they have some of the best food in Brookings. Great place to catch a beer and a drink if you prefer something a little mixed. How about you, Parker? What's your favorite there?
2: Hey my plug was going to be for the Italian nachos prior to them taking them <laughs> off the menu and so Good I had to find so new lovely. so have not ventured have back to the new ones not the new Aww. ones No, but I they I've seen the picture they look uh they look better than they were before so I got to I got to get up there and try them
1: So I don't know if you you will just pretend you're a regular listener and you already know this but that was full on B team that brought that back two cubbies against their wishes basically <laughs> they they spoke it into existence and cubbies was essentially forced to put it back on the menu and uh, the rest is history
0: and cool enough to do so so thank <laughs> yeah. you cubbies. they also have some cool frisco shirts so if you want to check those out they have the the scared money don't make money shirts there at cubbies still i believe so
1: dude oh hold on here speaking of scared money don't make money let's did you guys cover the rest of the schedule here up until frisco oh, last not, night chat no. i have not watched it yet all right
0: i need some hold music while i pull up some whole music i can probably find some music or we could talk about anything else <laughs> like i i think i gave you what is on italian nachos, italian give me nachos a, what, is
3: on, what is okay give me italian
0: nachos down. are like an italian sausage that's put on okay. a fried wonton with a marinara uh, and okay. and then they use fresh jalapenos and then they also have what's what's that other ingredient i guess maybe just uh well mozzarella sorry uh, yeah that's tough mozzarella so the uh, the cheese yeah. and it's <laughs> it's it's fantastic
2: fritzy but in the first round of italian nachos you could do the italian beef or you could do chicken or you could do both uh, so well, you, former o- lineman, what do you still- <laughs> think I, can you bowls so, yeah.
0: that, <laughs> you that can still get those options they do have the meat options still I, can, I i they asked me when i got mine i i'm a fan of the old old chicago italian nachos if anybody remembers back to them um they're semi-similar and so i like the sausage because of that what'd you pull up there big d all right
1: uh <laughs> a really old wrong spreadsheet i got uh, got it i got it i got it here we go okay so nope we're good though real quick so uh scheduled at least tentative here for the rest of the week we obviously have got uh new year's new year's eve this weekend new year's day on monday a team so chad matt and myself will be going on monday to talk game prep probably a little bit more in depth uh with some montana talk which again we'll get into here right now in a second Tuesday is going to be a, we'll call it Megapod. It'll be a kind of a cross B team, and uh, hopefully the rest of us can join here, too. So full group on Tuesday. Uh, That should be a complete shit show. And then Wednesday, Chad, you know, they're doing Scared Money Don't Make Money on Wednesday, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so then Wednesday. Cool. So we got a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. And then, Chad already mentioned it, but Saturday on location at, what's it called again, the local?
0: the local shacks at austin ranch i think is the full name but just up just look up the local and then it's it's down there in the area it'll pop right up on google
1: all right so we got four shows coming next week here to get ready for the game all right now uh, moving back on to montana i feel like there was a handful of questions if anybody has montana specific stuff they want to talk here please drop it in the comments i missed there was oh there's one Somebody asked what you guys.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, get that. Sorry.
1: All right, there were some about realistic chances of Montana winning, but right I'm curious. No, somebody asked JFPA wise, what do we want oh. uh, the team to wear for the game? And this is a source of contention sometimes. I don't know, Parker. What do you What do you want?
2: I'm going to stick with how they've been winning. I'm going to go white white tops, uh, blue jerseys, white pants. It's the only answer Same as it's a clean
0: it's a clean look i, I do like it although you guys uh black helmet uh i guess they're covers those yeah. were pretty sick yeah. this year I, I those were the in the mat mm. those aren't covers yeah
1: i don't think no, they, no, they weren't they're full no the, those are helmets those aren't covers i
0: was yeah, i was, was, I, was I was legit yeah i guess i heard shows. conflicting things then
1: no so no, no sure. those are those are for real i was legitimately pissed they came in last minute i forget because uh i Did I talk to somebody in facilities? Anyway, somebody like it took them to the last second to get them all put together because they came in like on Thursday or something like that. They came in really late. But total sidebar, and I think I brought it up before I wanted them to go black, white, black for a road game this year, and they didn't do it. So, I, captains next year, if anybody's listening, I really want to see that. They gotta get the black, right? I mean, they've only worn once. They gotta get them again. Uh, clearly, you guys don't agree because nobody said anything. But <laughs> no, I think it's I feel great like look, um, look.
3: I, yeah, I love that we did the black out at home, right? I'm, I kind of was surprised we didn't do the black uh, away, but I think they were just trying to keep that black special. That's what I feel like, to be very honest with you. But like, I, I just we can't. Uh, I just don't think we can go away from the white helmets. Is what I don't. That's what I feel like, right? So we're undefeated in the white helmets. We've never lost in them. We wore that last year in one. I think that's what's got that's what our looks gotta be until until we're not the one seed where we gotta wear a light color and then we just freaking icy top to bottom, all white everything. When we were the when the way team against Illinois State this year, they're like, oh blackout, blackout, and then we're like, oh, white, white, white. Like, okay, well, we're gonna play that villain card and we're gonna <laughs> and We're gonna play our game and then you guys are gonna have to deal with your blackout homecoming or whatever it was.
0: So I have semi-controversial take. Some people are on board. It's 50-50. I think when we play that other school from down south, we should be all blues. They should be all reds. No matter when, right? Just let's be blue-red. Then you're either a blue state or you're a red state. You're a blue
3: guy or you're a, a red girl. I am... I've literally been pushing for that for as long as I can remember. Probably since 2012, right? Since we started, I just been like, play the Reds versus the Blues. Like, that's what you got to do. Going down to the seven league tournament, I know that's not football. It's the same thing, right? There was the run where when SDSU basketball, men and women, and USC basketball, men and women, were both the top two teams. Like, it was split like that in the stands. Should have split like that on the court. Same thing now. Like, I have bothered people probably when I shouldn't have. Um, that are higher up than what I should probably ever talk to, and said, <laughs> "Hey, blue versus red. What are we doing? Why are we? What, what, do we, what does it take? What do we got to do?" And everybody's like, "Oh, it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> right, your like, legislature. Yeah, I mean,
0: let's we'll get it done." <laughs>
3: yeah. I have talked to John Thune about this. I have. I've asked him about it. I have a picture I, of him from last year. <laughs> John, Thin, uh, what are we gonna do we going to do? It's the only appropriate thing get? to
1: talk to him about. <laughs>
0: that's right. I talked all to him on the mean, way into the stadium. I forgot he was there.
3: <laughs> I took a picture with him. But I probably shouldn't him. <laughs>
0: all
3: right. All right. So, do we?
1: Get, what do we got for? I don't want to give just South Dakota any more time on this show. Sorry. So, <laughs> no, that's fine. I just, uh, again, they're just South Dakota. And they had their moment. And uh, then it was over very quickly at the hands of the furry
0: cows. So See, what do we I have? I told you this had come up. Here it is, right here.
3: Do you want to start talking? I mean, we can talk about that. That's another thing. All
0: right. So,
1: question the three seed. No, Dan. Let's let's go. No. All right. So we got a comment here, Dan Furman. Oh. <laughs> all right. As former players, how much would this mean to Jimmy and the team to slay the Montana demon?
3: The last one. So, what I think about that is, so that was my first year. I graduated the year before that. So I was in the transition years. There was no playoffs for me, right? So when you played NDSU the last game of the year, that was it. You're done. Go home for Thanksgiving, come back and start winter conditioning, right? Um, with Jimmy having that be his senior year, and I'm not gonna say they had it, but like they had a great, they're in great position. I don't know, all the deep up 21 in the fourth or up seven in the fourth or whatever it was, and then you know, Mark Mariani went bananas, right? Um, I think that there is something knowing Jimmy, I don't know Jimmy that well, but knowing Jimmy like I do there's going to be a little extra, com- like, not that there could be honestly any more, but like, I mean, there's I don't think Jimmy can give any more than what he already does, but there is this much more knowing that how his career ended was against Montana in that way. Just one more reason to uh, jump on that minus 12 and a half. Thank you.
2: Well, and I was a freshman <laughs> that year. So I was a freshman that year, did not travel with the team. Again, one seed versus the 16 seed, that's when it was seeded up to 16. So the Jacks, you know, got into the playoffs and Montana was the kind of the world beater at the time, people thinking that, but I would say that SDSU football, arguably that was one of the better teams in the history of SDSU football was that 09 class where when you had the McKnight as a junior, you had the Casey Knips, the Benders, the Koskiewicz on the O-line, you had the Battens, the Jimmy Rogers, et cetera, you can go on the list. Um, certainly not at the level of the teams today, but just in the yeah. grand scheme of it all. But the, those guys going in there and showing out for that first half. But as those guys would say, those Montana fans left the stadium at halftime, and it came out like a lion when they came back in because they went and had some cocktails. It's legal
3: to leave and come back at Montana
2: to it go is, out, and get and-
3: ruined for 20 minutes,
2: it used to, and be then be come that way, back yeah. in. You- yeah, and it's, so, it's, but they said they came back in and it was a different animal of a, of an atmosphere because of that initial kickoff return to start the third quarter. Um, and then I think that their 12th man kind of took over and probably, so overall, I think Jimmy has something to prove right now and he's excited for it. And whether it's them or any other team, Jimmy's going to prepare the way he does and is going to yeah. push the guys. But uh, I was a freshman and to give a plug to Cubbies, first half, we watched it at the house, second half, we <laughs> went down to Cubbies to have a good time and celebrate it. And so uh let's hope for a different scenario this time around.
3: Messing with the good thing. It I literally did. didn't leave my chair for like four hours because yeah. I couldn't because I couldn't leave. <laughs> well,
1: I, I, I still re- yeah, I still remember where I was at too. I was sitting at the computer um, just at the desk and I what did I throw? I broke something. And I don't remember what it was, but yeah, that was uh it was it was this weird taste because I still came from you know, an era of, you know, we, we wanted to make the playoffs and we're, you know, ranked a handful of times and just stuff never came together at the end of the season. And that happened for, for two or three seasons. And so it was like, okay, they're in the playoffs. They're going to do this. Oh, my God, they can do this. This is great. And then, you know, you know the the, the, the juggernaut flips the switch and you just can't quite hold it together. Um, and, yeah, God, that was frustrating. But back, back to the Jimmy part of this, I and I, I know him the, you know, less than the two of you do, and I don't know if there's one person that I would not want to piss off. I'm pretty sure it's Jimmy. You just look at that guy's intensity and his focus and uh, he's going to come out ready to go for sure.
3: Yeah. Jimmy's been like that since he stepped on campus in 2005. Nothing's different. He's literally been like that. The first day we're all doing seven on seven and uh, I'm a coroner still trying to figure out a backpedal of my second year, honestly. <laughs> And uh, you get this kid comes in wearing a white Arizona fire department somewhere t-shirt, just like fitting people up and diving after balls and tipping balls and like going crazy. And I'm just like, I mean, this is who is this? Like, I don't know who this guy is, right? And so then you find out, oh, Jimmy, it's Jimmy. He's from Arizona. I was like, oh, okay. So he's a safety, he's not a coroner, I know that, right? So I'm like whatever. So um even like that since the beginning. Right. There's no, there's nothing new. Everything that I, I mean, I've said, I've said this to people like when Jimmy was getting hired, Adam, you you played Jimmy, right? Yeah. What, uh, what do you think about him? I said, uh, there's, you going people are going to be ready. Like that's, there's no doubt about it. People are going to be ready to go. Right. I said that before when he's defense is like, let's not worry about the defense because they're going to be ready to go because Jimmy's like running them. Right. The linebackers, they're good. Okay. Now the defense, they're good. Like we just keep moving up. Right. So the team, guess what? How's it been this year? They're good, right? They're, oh, they're prepared, they're taking care of things, they know what's going on. That's just Jimmy's coming, that's just you know, going down through. That's honestly what I believe. So, I mean, Jimmy's crazy, dude. I love in me. a good way, <laughs> <I love it. laughs>
1: like a fox. we not, yeah. I don't feel like I mean, there, there's there been some talk, Chad. You mentioned narratives, some talk about the coaching staff this year, but I don't think there's been enough about how I mean, I, I get it, Steve, or uh, you know, we uh. You know, the, the, the keys to the Ferrari were left on the table, right? When when Stig left. We we all get that. But this coaching staff being the youngest staff in the country, the level of execution, the excellence, uh, the fact that they haven't skipped a beat, uh, Lujan, my God, is you know, I have I've said it on a couple of shows. I know Fritz, you don't listen and that's fine. But uh, I never <laughs> listen to
0: podcasts. podcast. I just never do it. So,
1: just I'm just giving you shit. We're live on <laughs> but, YouTube
0: every week, so
1: yeah, there we go. You you can several options I to should. watch as well, uh, but but, uh, Luhan is we're going to be watching him winning a national championship. Uh, you know, at a, at an SEC school here within the next decade. I mean, he's just absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you know, the way that guy plays. I, I to me, when you watch an offensive coordinator. The way you can tell they're great, it's like an official when, you, when you're when you not aware of them at all. And that, to me, is the way he calls a game, right? You go back, and I'm, again, I've mentioned this a few times, but Ek, love Ek, respect him as a coach, thought he was a great play caller. You could see X fingerprints on games all the time. You never see Zach's. He just makes the right damn call, and the players do it. So, anyway, that was I just, I feel like, we talk about the players. We have so many just fantastic, absolute studs on this team. I don't think this coaching staff has gotten enough credit.
0: Alex, if I could get your perspective, since since you get to watch it from above and, and you, you get to have that analytical mind calling calling the game the way you do, just maybe talk about how special, how luck, lucky we are to have the team that we have this year, experience what's been happening, and then... The cherry on top of that Sunday is the game versus Albany, and how much of a unicorn, how perfect that game was. Maybe maybe you could touch on that and tell us a little bit your perspective. Right. Well, you know, you leave
2: last year on a high note, right? You win the championship, man. How, how much more can you do? What can what what can Mark Granowski do? What can Isaiah Davis do? What can that offensive line, defense, etc., do more of? Well, a lot of changes hit, right? And it hasn't been talked about new coaches, not at just one position, but at six or seven. And to be able to bring the guys back together, which talks about the leadership of the players. But secondly, being able to continuously each week they continue to get better, right? I mean, what more can Isaiah Davis do? He continuously improves and gets better. What does Mark Grinowski do? Same thing. And so being able to just see these guys, you know, never being satisfied has been, I think, the most, um, you know, crazy or thought provoking or just, looking back in time of like what has been different between SDSU football today than what it was in the past. But you see all those guys across the board just continuously getting better. I mean, Mark granowski has been, you know, a player of the year. He's won a national championship. What more can he do? He can continue to get better. And he has, you know, his uh, accuracy has gotten better. His decision-making has gotten better. You know, you name it, it's gotten better. Um, but when you start looking at more so of the, uh, you know, what happened at the Albany game? I think you see the depth of the team that's starting to come through. Um, I, let's back up one game before that. But again, these defenses are throwing everything at the offense. There was chatter of people saying that offensive line isn't make, getting moves. But on the radio broadcast, I was talking about just let them continue to pound the rock because in time they're going to wear them out. And what happened in the fourth quarter? They, they that, that offensive line just wears down the defense on the other side of the ball. That defensive front wears down that offense, and that happened two weeks in a row, and you talk about Albany coming in with some of the highest regards from the national media talking about how good this defensive line is. They were good, but that Jackrabbit offensive line I think showed out and better. It, it kind of showed them exactly who SDSU football is, but again, just the consistently consistency of getting better and really not being satisfied with a big win here or there or winning by 30. I mean, how tough would it be for you as a player? I'll turn this back to you guys. You guys have averaged beating teams by, what, 24 points a game? And in the playoffs, you're outscoring opponents and stopping opponents. I think it's like 124 points to 23 points in the playoffs. That is top 24 teams you're going against. At some point, you feel like you might just kind of be happy with it, but they haven't done that. They just continuously roll and really get better. So that was kind of a long-winded answer, but that kind of, I think, circles it all together.
0: Yeah, no, great man. I was hoping for a long-winded answer. So. <laughs> thank, thank you. I just wanted no, your perspective on it. So,
1: no, that that's I mean, extremely well put. And and again, I I've I think I've called it professionalism because I haven't come up with a good word. But the focus and and maturity of this team, and I get they're all you know, there's a lot of a lot of guys that have played five six years um, at this point. But just again, that you don't see that sort of. I don't know again just just clarity i think out of a out of a bunch of college athletes uh, very often so all right i don't know what uh, do we have any other legitimate uh, i'm curious we've heard a lot uh, about north montana trolls and i'm curious what you guys think I, i'm a little disappointed i thought they'd be better online didn't you like we're, we're used we're used to north dakota state trolls and i heard so much about like i expected better and it's been pretty lame to this point.
3: Just bring up attendance, then they'll just go crazy. They don't have nothing else to talk. About.
1: Oh, I heard. I heard they have. Like, do they get people at their games? I think I heard that.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, like oh, yeah, but God. they can't afford.
0: <laughs> but they can't afford to send their yeah. band to Frisco. They,
3: Jesus, to send your band. <laughs>
0: uh, that's right. got to be the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard of. Like uh, our, some Bush our, our dark rival <laughs> is gonna pay to send our band. And okay. what's,
3: It's one thing too if it was like thirty thousand. It was three thousand dollars. Yeah, right Three thousand. like you had twenty nine thousand fans and you ain't got three thousand extra out of that gate or them beer sales they do have beer sales right sorry uh, out of the anything <laughs> to be like hey here you go band Why don't you get on down to texas here's a couple 30 g's <laughs> here's 30 I, hundreds good grief good
1: i audience. can't what do you think this uh sorry i had to because we got somebody trying really hard to get us to talk about him here um what um what do you guys think that it's do you think the atmosphere will be better worse or similar to north dakota state game last year
3: i think it's going to be really exciting to start with and then i don't think it's going to be very exciting
2: well i'm interested to see how many me. tickets tickets were sold i guess outside of the allocations that happened and if people are going to give those up i'd assume at some point those are going to come back to the open market um but that's everything I know Montana they've got good fans they're going to travel well I mean they haven't been there in 13 14, 15 years. Um, they're going to show they're going to show up. It's going to be but I still believe SDCU is going to dominate 60 40 probably in the in the oh. stands 70 30 somewhere in there. We had a lot of pre-sales.
0: Uh, you know yeah. I know a lot of people that bought no one yeah. were really going back.
3: Well, with a great anticipation that we would, right? There's no reason why we wouldn't believe we couldn't get there. When they went on that sale was. on September 5th, I jumped on there and got four because that's all I could buy. I'd have bought more. If they'd let me, they wouldn't let me. I could only get four. But I was one of many people that did that. Was Montana ready for that? Montana State? I don't doubt for a minute that Montana State folks got on there and jumped on it. Why wouldn't they? Right? They're the, It was right before they played us. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that
1: was... Like <laughs> Well, that that was, I think, where the prices got so high was they were waiting to unload them, and then obviously, if you've got your rival, um, you know, your rival is the one that wins, you are going to jack your price up to a thousand bucks and see if some idiot will pay it. So I don't, know. it'll come down. And actually, we, I, I feel like some other folks have mentioned this on pods before. Uh, you know, Chad mentioned the fact that we're going to have the um, uh, have the big screen uh, with the game on at the tailgate, but beyond that, there are going to there are standing room only tickets that they sell. That are going to be face value because they sell a ton of those and honestly like i had i had extra tickets last year i sold them last minute for actually below face value i had sold some extra at a decent uh decent price and then i had a couple that i didn't get rid of until the very end and i sold them below right before kickoff so that you're going to be able to get in get into the game it's going to be a party you should get down there and go anyway
0: yeah thanks for the ticket last year no problem One, (laughs) one 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 last thing i'd like you guys to comment on um, we were talking about atmosphere and, and I don't know how it was from in the booth, Alex. So that'll be a unique perspective, but how cool was it that everybody in that crowd at the Albany game was superiorly focused on making noise and not letting them get a point like it, you could feel it. It was palatable um, for my, for my, from my vantage anyway. How about you guys? It I was, did not want him to
3: score.
0: <laughs>
1: same. I knew exactly
3: what was going yeah,
0: on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: I I was in the the JFPA uh, up in the end zone, and it was such a cool experience to being up there because I was, you know, my dad's a former player, so I got to experience with him. He was there. My daughter, like I said, my daughter came, eldest daughter. She, you know, she actually came back. She had wanted to watch a game all year, and you know, she came back to hang out. My my wife and I actually had her when we were still at, you know, at going to South Dakota State. So having her come back and getting to share it, but yeah, the the crowd was was fantastic. I was I was happy as hell with with twelve five or whatever it was. I thought that was great. I, I mean, I get you want to sell out whatever the number was. Yeah. that's But to me, still, it is you still have to recognize steps and progress and we made those and the fan base is building and building and building and that does not happen overnight it's not we're, yeah. we're not in central texas that, that's not how this works right it just isn't so and i'm again good job fan base you showed up that was fun and yeah loud as hell
2: yeah i thought it was impar- yeah, now, there, be there. Mine's a little skewed because they still have those microphones sitting near the fans or by the band so that obviously plays into your headset a little more but I tell you what, looking down and just seeing everybody is at a level 10. I mean, maybe it also helps that they're a little more lenient on bringing in the cowbells and the noisemakers. (laughs) So that certainly helps. And Chad, I do sometimes hear the helmets clacking over there on the far side.
0: We, we um, so, uh, my elbow is literally still sore. I got tennis elbow
2: from hammering it because I was hitting it harder than ever. So, but, but you <laughs> certainly hear the cowbells through the through the headset a little more when in the playoffs. But again, I, it's impressive to see those fans come out and people just involved in the game. You know, sometimes there's the people that are sitting on their hands at games, not during the playoffs. And I have to give one shout out to the pride of the Dakotas because again, holding those instruments when it's thirty degrees, forty degrees. Not fun, but they're out there, and they are rowdy, and they are loud.
1: Yep. No, shout out to the Pride. They always do such a good job. And uh, sorry, help help me out. I'm spacing on the director's name. uh, Kevin Kessler. Kessler, Kessler. Kessler. thank you. Dr.
0: Kessler does an amazing job. Yes. He's an SDSU guy through and through. I mean, that's not his alma mater, but he's still an SDSU guy through it.
3: Nope. Through. Hey, so. wearing yellow pants in front of everybody. You're an SDSU guy. There you go. <laughs> yellow pants,
0: yeah. man. Yeah, the all yellow right. Pants
1: so pants are awesome. All right. So <laughs> let's, uh, wrap here in a couple minutes here, but I want to talk game specifics a little bit. I don't know if you guys, I know Fritz, you said your thought was, it'll be intense early and kind of, kind of you know, fall apart. What, what, what do you think? Like, I don't know, just how do you think the game's going to go?
3: I think that how when the game starts, it's going to be crazy. I really do because I know that Montana is going to be there and they're like crowd people, right? And so they're going to have all the people that are there are going to be super excited. SDSU showed last year that we've got people, right? We're going to come down there. We're going to be yelling. But if it goes as anticipated, right, if if we play like we played against Albany, it's going to be really not that exciting when it's 59 to nothing, if it would get to that, of course. I don't, I don't expect it will. 59-0 is bananas to me. But I think that if SDSU plays anywhere near that, um, in watching Montana, the two weeks before that, not that Furman wasn't a good team, and not that NDSU is also not a good team, but I guess I wasn't as impressed with them as um, I would have expected out of the two seed. But I think that if we play our game, we're going to have to do things negatively to keep Montana in the game. I think if we play a normal game for us, I think that we're going to we're going to play to too good for montana and i think that it's going to get um i don't say out of hand but i think that sdsu is going to pull away and then it won't be as exciting for montana fans which is going to take away from the entire game atmosphere that's what i think
1: so to me i you know i think you gotta you gotta weather the emotion to start with right because if if you let it's the everybody's going to be hyped up right so you're almost you're on you're on no matter uh how, how the matchup ends up You're on a level playing field at the start because of just the emotion, the adrenaline, everybody's ready to go. And anybody could make a mistake because that, uh, you know, uh, Chris Crockett will tell you did that extra emotion. Sometimes uh, will make you more likely to uh, make a mental error. Mm -hmm. So I think to me, you have to get through that. Uh, And then at that point, you know, it's it's where you let the O-line start to wear them down They've got that terrific defensive tackle. They've got some great players some great skill players Um, Some of the things and we'll probably get to this a little bit more when we do the 18 pod um, on New Year's Day Eve but um, I'm I'm really curious to see what we can do to that quarterback because terrific athlete. He's a great ball player. I, honestly, I enjoyed watching him, and and I've I've also said this before. Montana's home broadcasts. I love watching Montana's home broadcasts. I always have. I don't know what it is exactly. I think it's the background. Yeah, I, yeah, it's the background too. That that doesn't help either. But just the the stadium and the camera angles, and I've always thoroughly enjoyed watching them. Um, just just as a college football fan, but uh, you know, I, I think. He's been prone to to make some some mental errors make some mistakes You can't let him just flat-out scramble, but if you can make him move around in the pocket Keep behind the line of scrimmage eventually he's going to do something where we can make him pay so I think that that a lot of the games even won and lost there and Okay, so I I, this I've been waiting for this soapbox here, and I know Brendan's brought it up Uh, Back in the spring season I was up in the Fargo Dome and saw and and saw Watson warm up. And I said this on a podcast, there's audio evidence, and I said, if we kick to Watson, I want someone fired. And I want them hauled off the sideline during the game if we ever kick to Watson. And the reason being was because he's clearly the best athlete on the field. I guess we have great athletes, but you just don't do that. There's no reason to do that. I'm going to declare that now. Do not kick to five. There's no reason to kick to five. He's not Watson level athletic. He's not a first round draft pick. But when you have, Stig calls it a math problem, right? You've got somebody that has three damn kick returns in the playoffs. Do not kick to him. There's no reason. Don't do it. And rant
3: because that they that's, kick to Tucker Large. <laughs> are they going to kick to Tucker Large? Well, oh, they should. They should totally kick, kick sure.
1: to uh, Tucker yeah. Large every time because they they have they got some dudes. They can tackle him. It'll be fine. But uh, <laughs> no, that that, that like is Paul my rant.
0: Anderson. I love it. Just
1: yeah, like yeah, yeah. No, so that's okay, my rant. Oh, but anyway.
2: But I think that brings up a good point, though. It's three phases. And I talked about that on the last two broadcasts was the special teams were really the difference maker, I guess, to spark that for the Jackrabbits the last two games. Um, They obviously have a special kick returner, and I think we do too. But I think it comes back to explosive plays. I think, number one, the Jacks have done a nice job of just limiting explosive plays to their offenses. Last two weeks, Jacks have had good quarterbacks they've had to go against. They've limited their ability to really get outside the pocket, extend plays on the run. They're going to bend but don't break mentality, but they're not going to give up that explosive play. And it's really hard for any offense to go 80 yards or whatever it might be on that Jack defense. And you see it every time they get inside that 25 yard line, 20 yard line, the Jacks really tighten up and they're still the number one red zone defense, I believe in the country. So again, if they can limit those big plays, Jack's defense, that's going to be a win offensively control the line of scrimmage. They're going to run that same stuff of kind of that 3-4, three, 3-5 three, look and just try to stop the run. SDCU's offense is so balanced that let Lujan just kind of start playing, the, you yeah. know, the conductor side of it all and just take advantage of what they're going to give you. They have to give something up, whether it's at the edges with uh, the Yankees, whether that's going to be the yeah. tight ends. Again, we haven't seen that's that kind of times much. Um, I think last game there was a couple of options that he had that were open, but they were starting to give him up. Um, and then at some point you're just gonna let that offensive line continue to beat down on that O line or that D line and Isaiah Davis is gonna have another big run. A couple big runs excuse me.
3: <laughs> yes that's what I think I think
2: that's Playoff. what I think. <laughs> playoffs say they
0: say it's not a real thing but I've seen the unicorn. he's gonna get his hundred. He's gonna get his hundred. Good luck Montana D. You'll get it.
1: I, I I personally, I don't know how many reps he's going to get. Depends on how the game goes, but I'm excited. I've been talking to Angel Johnson all year. And actually, I'm really excited to see him get the fresh legs in a little bit later on in the game. See what he can do. Because, God, he's a dude. He's just, he, uh, again, talked about it in the past, but you talk about just someone that passes the getting off the bus test and how he looks. He is yeah. so strong, so athletic, and, my God, he's fast. Like, I'm, I'm excited
3: to see what yeah. that dude's got. Bro, Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: <laughs>
3: yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. me like that. That's
3: no. That's exactly dude. right, dude. Oh. <laughs>
1: you know we we've done pretty good giving people nicknames that have stuck here. So yeah, can I'm we can we, we steal that? We're gonna see Sonic. It. Sonic. Okay.
3: That's literally Sonic what it reminds concept. me. Of, right. He gets out there and it's just like de- 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 he
1: is. Okay. the
3: ring. Go get the ring. <laughs> you know, like, and we need
1: we need Ben to make a video with that.
0: Yep yeah ben ben if you're watching yeah all right well i did i did want to mention you guys have your guys's uh gear oh, store yeah. people can go um check that out there's uh caps you guys got yep. men's and women's uh different yep. different it's a 605 hogs so like it's a party but that's I'll just a throw new a shirt link that's in, in there, in there
3: that's a new yeah, shirt yeah. It's that, a party. Uh, it. It's one a party shirt with the boombox. Ryan right does a real
0: good job with a bunch of these logos. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I mean, that's kind of yeah. fun. Obviously, canutes well, yeah. I should say. That uh, Yeah, two Ryans.
0: Nice. But Gross yeah, that's kind street. of fun. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know
3: I've seen that on, my, uh, my on slow. Or um, the internet.
0: Sorry.
3: The six of five hog shirts. Like that's a JFPA shirt. Twitter, like I said, so. it's a party shirt. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party.
1: I, yeah, Grove Street Party has been played way too many times at my house this year. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hit the rotation for sure.
0: All right. So, yep. So, okay. So we're going to hear it one more time this year. Oh my God. I can't wait. Yes, sir. Okay.
1: All right. So, uh, JFBA, get to the website, get your gear in, uh, by the end of the year, right? It was, it was the 31st. I'm sorry, Chad, I wasn't paying attention when you were talking. Right. That was 31st. Yeah
0: the 31st uh, yeah, four days, so
1: yeah. all right all, day, all right you got a few days December so do that 31st. now all right and after you do that uh if you're JFPA member make sure you get over to Jackrabbit Central anybody and everybody get your gear for Frisco uh stop in I don't know we probably should have asked them if they were bringing stuff down this year I mean i of
0: a pop-up of we should, should I'd be surprised you have a, didn't. Pop-up
3: okay guy.
1: Okay, so should we should one. give them a call on our production meeting. We'll give them a call tomorrow and make sure we know that by and see when the cutoff is. Because they did that for me before and it was amazing. They brought things down. It was such good service. So otherwise, no matter what, get your get your gear, Jack Jack Rabbit Central. I was there last week. Got myself a new hat, and I got home and realized every one of my hats looks basically the same. It's but this <laughs> one is awesome. It's I've got I've got so many trucker caps with the just with the the yeah, heat embossed uh, emblem on the front But no, this one's awesome got the black um, and Chad. I took hold on I don't want to mess with my headphones here, but you can see Chad. I took the cardboard out because I'm not a serial yeah, you're killer lame.
0: You're, lame. <laughs> you're lame That's all I gotta say <laughs>
1: But no, get over Jack. You
3: can't leave the cardboard into it.
1: Come oh, on. This, this has been a source in. of contention.
3: Oh my God! Yeah, that's how you, you don't like you even show people. Crisp, don't show people. <laughs> don't show people. Don't show people that. Your hat's frisk. That's frisk. embarrassing. My great, yeah. My grandpa leaves them in his too. Yeah.
0: Well, he like what his hats look in? good for longer than yours. His yourself.
3: hat looks sharp <laughs> and crisp on the top. There
0: yeah, oh, go. I'm all. I'm about that crispy hat, man. I mean,
3: I can see This is a finesse and it.
0: grind right here. That's a totally special. I'd not wear it outside it. of this, outside of this podcast because it's yellow, man. True. Right, so, so league.
3: League. What's that? You were last year at the summer league.
0: Oh, I probably did. Yeah, did. <laughs> I I probably made that mistake once. <laughs> I was afraid I got it dirty. And won't. someone's asking where they can get tickets. Let me tell you. Wait till the day of the day of the event to buy them they're gonna just fall in price you'll be able to get standing room if nothing else there's not a bad seat in that in that uh, venue so
1: yep agreed all right before we wrap here guys anything else we need to cover i think we're good
0: well i think we end one way normally don't we got... you're gonna leave us oh, oh fritz has got something damn it <laughs> is he gonna damn chug I... a beer
1: he might not... <laughs> i don't have any
2: well, i would do him I was going to say, hey, keep spreading the good word, guys. The Jax Illustrated stuff. Get the name out. I appreciate all the time and efforts you guys put into it.
1: No, dude, it's a lot of fun. You talk about uh, JFPA getting to give back, and that's that's exactly what this is. It's it's just it's a way to give back, feel involved, and 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 do some good things for the team because those guys are working hard, and they deserve it. And it's fun watching just this school grow and progress. There we go. We knew it. And I wish I had there one, and is. I don't. It's Somebody in the garage. <laughs> all right. We got this. The only way to celebrate. Uh-huh. So that's how we celebrate wins, right? Yep. Yeah.
3: My first ever podcast. Let's celebrate a win, huh?
1: That is, That's all a right. big deal. Let's go. All right. So, go. all right, you do that and we'll, we'll finish uh, at the same time. All right. So you're, you're every ready.
3: Time that I, yep. So every time that I do this, um, I have a bunch of stupid stuff that I say probably three quarters under the influence. And then I always say, Hey, we'll see you in Frisco. Go. Doug. All
1: right. Go big, go blue.
0: Go, go
1: Jacks.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We would also like to once again thank our sponsors the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Culvers of Brookings and Watertown, Jackrabbit Central, and Colby Sports Bar and Grill. And as always, Go Jacks.